0: God's going to use then Brother Patrick, to preach to all of us young folks tonight. As this good man of God comes tonight and takes his liberty, just lift your hands one more time. Lift your voices and just ask God to keep doing what he's doing and bless our good preacher tonight. Oh, Let's love the Lord. Amen. We love you, Jesus. Hallelujah. We love you, Jesus. You are worthy of praise and glory. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. Yeah. yeah, that's an order in a Pentecostal service, isn't it? Hallelujah, hallelujah. All I can tell you is I'm going to preach so that one's empty and that one's empty. And that one's empty. Praise God. Amen. It's good to be in the house of the Lord and uh, give honor to Brother and Sister Cox. We've had a great time this week here with the local church in Abbeville and the wonderful saints of God having some great services in a worshiping church. Amen. Having good food and uh, great desserts. Hallelujah. And uh, I'll just give a plug for. Whatever the name of that place is, he can tell you after church, but if you've never had a king cake from there, you haven't lived. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise God. So, someday you'll get to live. Amen. Thank God for the ministry that's here, and uh, I think it speaks volumes uh, when ministry will give of their time to accompany their young people. a youth rally, amen, Amen. and uh, I thank the ministry for being here, and uh, I thank our good sisters in the Lord, amen, 75 and 80, that ought to tell you young people, this generation, that we believe in you, amen, we're behind you, praise God. If you have your Bibles tonight, we're going to the book of Isaiah, the 60th chapter, Amen. Now, I was just sitting over there thinking, we have heard enough preaching tonight. We could have just cut loose, amen, and just shouted and talked in tongues and went home. We'd all still been blessed. Amen. It would have been worth coming. Hallelujah. So, hopefully the Holy Ghost will help us, and uh, the end of the matter will be just as good. Isaiah chapter 60 and verse 18. <clears throat> Now just to set this up because we're kind of just jumping right in the middle of a uh, prophecy and uh, a word from God to Israel. So what is happening here is God is telling them through Isaiah what his restoration is going to be. He's taking them into captivity for their rebellion and they're uh, turning away from him. And, uh, but he's prophesying through Isaiah that he's not going to leave them He is going to bring them back out and restore them to all those that will repent and turn to the Lord and change their ways. And he says in verse 18 of the 60th chapter, he says, violence shall no more be heard in thy land, wasting nor destruction within thy borders, but thou shalt call Thy walls salvation, and thy gates praise. Violence shall no more be heard in thy land, wasting nor destruction within thy borders. Everybody say, thy borders. But thou shalt call thy walls salvation. Everybody say, walls of salvation. And thy gates praise. Praise. Everybody say gates of praise. Amen. I want to preach tonight with the help of the Holy Ghost on this subject to all of us here tonight. I want to preach the revival. It's a little lengthy title. All right. We're used to short and catchy ones, but this is a little lengthy, so you got to listen. The revival of the border country and the walled cities. The revival of the border country and the walled cities. Amen. Would you pray and ask the Holy Ghost to help us tonight. Lord, we love you. We thank you for your goodness. We thank you for every young person here tonight that has had a heart towards you to come to this rally. Every youth pastor, every pastor and family. Every individual here tonight, God, open up our hearts and our spirits, anoint your word afresh upon these lips of clay, speak into our hearts and into our spirits, accomplish the purpose of its being sent in the name that is above every name, the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Amen. Why don't you clap your hands again tonight before you... God bless you and you can be seated. The revival of the border country and the walled cities. Amen. If uh, you are paying attention much at all, and I know not every young person here tonight will know exactly what I'm talking about, but most of the adults probably at least have heard bits and pieces. If you're paying attention to the world, if you're alive at all, Imam, then uh, you understand that there is an ongoing conversation about the borders of the United States of America, especially those with our neighbor Mexico. Imam, that uh, there has been for some time, it seems like most of my adult life, that has been a conversation, a topic of politicians and others discussing the need for either tighter border security or the lessening of border security. Because borders define a nation. They define the process by which you can come and go. They define the starting places and the dividing places of what belongs to who, and who possesses what, and who has a right to be where they are. Amen. And so uh, we have read much and heard much about, especially since the events of 9-11, we have heard much about the need for uh, focusing on the border. Amen. Because there are so many people coming across who do not belong here and they do not have the best interest for the American people at their heart. And so the reason that this has become such a lengthy and hot topic is because everybody knows that whoever controls the border controls the future. Amen. Whoever is controlling uh, the border and allowing people in and allowing people out is going to determine what the future holds. Amen. And I'm, uh, I don't want to get too political tonight because I might lose some of our young people, uh, but millions of uh, immigrants have come across, some legally and some illegally. It doesn't matter where you go. I'm not here to speak for or against. I'm just telling you that wherever you go, the dynamics and the landscape and the demographics of America is changing. Imam. All because of the border. Imam. The very feeling of, of some cities has taken on a completely different feeling because of how the borders are being handled. Amen? And uh, if you go as far back as 9-11, one of the uh, security lapses that allowed 9-11 to take place was that they found the weakest uh, crossing point uh, with our northern neighbors, Canada, to get across into America. And so we see in that example that devastation and destruction and the literal changing of a city's landscape and skyline was affected by how the borders were controlled. When you look in the Bible, you find that one of the ways God used judgment Was that he allowed enemies to violate the borders of Israel. He allowed their adversaries to come in and to tear down the walls of their cities. And by doing that, he removed their safety. He removed their definition of who they were and what they were. And he allowed the enemy to come in and to pull away the borders so that Israel was no longer a defined nation and pull down the walls of their cities so that they had nowhere to run and to hide. Now you and I are living in a generation that is uh, in in every sense changing. America will never be what it once was. Uh, We are not going back to any nostalgic concept of what yesterday was. Uh, There is always going to be a different life uh, and a different America that you and I live in. Uh, But as it has been said many times it seems uh, that the atmosphere and what is taking place uh, in our world, in our society uh, oftentimes uh, mirrors what is happening in the spirit world. Amen. And uh, I I don't believe that what is happening... In the physical is simply being mirrored in the spirit. I believe it's the other way that what is happening in the physical uh, is mirroring uh, what is taking place in uh, the spirit world. Amen. Uh, so stay with me here tonight. Uh, uh, and so what we are seeing in the spirit world, uh, even in Christianity, uh, is we are seeing uh, the erasing of definition. This is a square. It will always be a square. It will never be anything but a square. But what we are seeing in society is we are seeing the erasing of the absolutes that make the borders, and build the definition of what is absolute and exact. And so they are saying that, well, if you want to say it's a square, that's fine. But if I want to erase your borders and your definition, I can call it whatever I want to call it. And you have to respect what I call it. Amen. And so we are seeing this in our society, this erasing of definition and defined absolutes. And that is a mirror of what is happening in Christianity. Church after church after church is finding themselves in a battle over where the border is. They are finding themselves in a battle uh, over where the defined lines are. Uh, You say, this is a youth rally, Brother Patrick. Well, just hang on. We're going to get there. Amen. Uh, They they are erasing uh, uh, what it means uh, uh, for marriage. Uh, They are erasing uh, what it means for happiness and a family. Uh, And so the borders, uh, it's not looking the same anymore because the borders are being changed and they are being shifted and once when you could hide within any Christian church from what was happening out there now the walls are coming down and you go into the Christian churches and you find the exact same thing that is out There, no longer is it outside the walls, but the walls have been torn down and the borders have been shifted and changed. And now you have an influx of people and spirits and attitudes that are completely changing the definition and the look and the character of what it means to be religious or Christian. Amen. Uh, and uh, you know I'm going there, so let's just go there. Amen. Uh, and now we are seeing it. Uh, uh, I don't think we're live streaming anymore, so I feel a lot better now. Oh, we are? You should have said that. the word. Hallelujah. He just popped my bubble. Well, oh, well, it is what it is. Amen. Uh, we are seeing now... Uh, No longer is that just happening uh, in Christianity. Uh, But now that is happening uh, in the Pentecostal Apostolic Movement. Amen. And I don't know what's happening to me, Uh, Brother Martin, you might have to help me after service. Uh, But there's been like this holy boldness uh, that has settled upon me. uh, And said, how long are we just going to sit back uh, and act like nothing's happening? How long are we just going to keep doing our little routine uh, and act like uh, that nothing has changed? I know we all come from great churches here tonight. So just hang on. We are going somewhere. Amen. But uh, so now we are seeing this filter in to the apostolic movement. No longer are there defined borders anymore. Amen. No longer are there defined walls anymore. The walls are coming down. Somebody said that Christ came to tear down the wall. Well, if you read your Bible, you'll find the only wall he tore down was the middle wall of partition between the Jews and the Gentiles. But the outer walls of safety, he never tore down. In fact, he told Peter, "I'm going to build a new temple. I'm going to build my church upon this rock. When you build something, you don't just have a foundation. That means you're going to have walls, and you're going to have a roof, and it's going to be a place, brother Mills, of safety." Amen. And so now, yeah, man, uh, I don't know what's happening to me. I, I guess I'm just, uh, I, and I know I'm going to get, all right, just kicked back from every angle. But it's like I it, I just filled up. Yeah, man. Uh, I, I've, been, I've been painted into a corner uh, and kind of looked down the nose at, I guess, just uh, I don't know what's happening. Uh, I'm tired of walking among men uh, and then just kind of casting a little uh, kind of a pity look at me. Poor youth group, the you guys hadn't quite come over yet, have you? No, we're still living in the city. Still living in the walls, still living in the defined border. Hallelujah. And so uh, I just made up my mind It doesn't matter if I ever preach out again anywhere Every chance I get uh, If the Holy Ghost will let me and nudge me in that direction uh, I want to sound, uh, a warning and a voice uh, Amen yeah, That God is still a God of structure And God is still a God of being organized uh, And situated uh, And He is not a God uh, That just erases all borders uh, And tears down all walls uh, And says have free reign And do what you want Hallelujah. And so the apostle Paul he writes about this. And he 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 prophetically speaks about his own time, but also about the time that is coming. He says uh, that it's going to be perilous times, troubled times. Amen. And to those in uh Galatia. He speaks to them of a time that was happening right then and is still happening in our day. He said, I, am, I marvel that you are so soon removed. Amen. So soon removed. That means that you've changed your mind. That you've decided to go a different direction. He said, I'm amazed uh, that you have changed uh, and you have removed yourself uh, from Him that called you. Unto another gospel. But he said, there be some that trouble you. They trouble you. Amen. Which means uh, that there are some uh, who agitate. There are some who love to keep the pot stirred, and they're constantly agitating, and they're constantly uh, challenging, and constantly trying to to push the buttons uh, that will cause you to erase the borders uh, and start taking the bricks out of uh, the walls uh, and start saying, well, I guess that don't matter and I guess this don't matter and and I guess we missed it on that. uh, But this really didn't start in Paul's day. Uh, It actually started uh, in the garden. Amen. It started with the first man and with the first woman. The Bible says that the serpent was more subtle than all the beasts of the field. Amen. He was more cunning. He was more sly. He was more enticing. Yeah, I don't want to get too deep tonight, but it, when you really study it out, uh, uh, this is actually the beginning uh, of the woman described in Proverbs uh, who is the attractant uh, of, of the foolish uh, that walks with the right walk uh, and entices with the right look uh, and, and reaches out uh, to bring one down this is the connotation that moses is using when he says that the serpent was more cunning he he, he attracted the attention of eve and when he got her attention he said i have a question for you and she said all right he said did god say that you could not eat of Every tree of the garden, uh, amen. And so she says to him, he did not say we could not eat of every tree. He said you can eat of every tree uh, except for the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. Uh, And he said to us of that tree that you cannot eat it. uh, And uh, you cannot touch it. Now we know that God did not tell Adam that. You've heard that before. That God did not tell Adam that they could not touch it. He just simply said you cannot eat it. But somewhere Eve picked up that we don't even touch it. Uh, Amen. God set a requirement. Uh, God has always been a God of law. Don't let anybody ever tell you that he's not a God of law. He's always been a God of law. Uh, And the very first thing he did was establish a law that said don't eat this tree. Don't eat the fruit of this tree. Amen. Uh, And somewhere Eve had picked up uh, if I don't want to eat it uh, I better put a border around it uh, where I cannot even touch it. I don't know if Adam preached that to her or if she just assumed it or just put it in her own life. Uh, But she put a border down. uh, And she said, you know what? The best thing to do uh, since we don't need to eat that fruit uh, is just build a safe place uh, around it uh, and say don't ever cross that border. uh, Because if you don't ever cross that border then you're going to be alright. But the adversary... The serpent uh, began to entice her uh, and begin to say, uh, uh, come on now, Uh, God don't want you to do that uh, because he knows the day that you do, uh, your eyes will be open. Uh, That's been a buzz phrase ever since uh, when people start saying, I've got a... Better revelation of who God is. I understand more now. I see it better now. God didn't really mean this. And God didn't really mean that. And God doesn't really expect that. He's erasing the borders that mark off around that that is forbidden. Amen. There is a danger in reaching out and touching the border. Because the law is you can't eat. And the border is the safe definition to keep you away from that that you can't eat. But what happens, brother, is Eve touches the border. It wasn't bad at all. Man, I was scared to death. Well, if if nothing happened when I touched the border, I wonder what would happen if I actually eat it. And so she crossed over the border and waited for God to strike. And nothing happened. And so she reached up And she took the fruit and she ate. And she gave to Adam and he ate and their eyes were open. And you know the story. What they saw was not what they thought they would see. And it never changed after that. uh, Amen. But what I want you to understand tonight is this. uh, That there is a danger in touching the border. Because when you touch the border, uh, it lessens uh, your belief uh, that when you touch the forbidden, uh, that you won't find God's wrath or judgment. Y'all still with me? Alright. Amen. Uh, and so, uh, here we are in 2015. 2015. Uh, yeah, man. Uh, and that same cunning spirit uh, is worked its way through the political system uh, and said, see, uh, we let the borders go unprotected uh, and we're okay. Uh, and now it's worked its way uh, through Christianity. Uh, we let the borders go. Uh, we're letting the walls down a little bit. Uh, and see, we're still okay. Uh, we're still the same people we were. Uh, nothing's really changed. Uh, and now uh, it's moving in to the apostolic Pentecostal ranks uh, and people are getting braver uh, and braver uh, and braver uh, and they're trying the borders uh, and they're saying, See, uh, God didn't judge me. Uh, God didn't do anything bad to me. Uh, I'm still okay. And so they take their foot uh, and they rub that border out uh, and all of a sudden, before you know it, uh, the church starts taking on a different shape uh, and it starts taking on a different nature uh, and it starts... Being something uh, that God never intended for it to be. Yeah, man, it's gonna get better in a minute. I promise you. So just stay with me. Yeah, man. So I'm just gonna speak what the Holy Ghost laid on my heart. Hallelujah. Amen. And so the border uh, starts getting erased uh, and starts getting moved. Amen. Uh, And Paul said there be some uh, that trouble you. Uh, Amen. You're trying to do it right. Uh, Amen. You're you're trying to stay uh, within the framework uh, that Jesus built. Uh, You're trying to do what's right. Uh, And and you're trying uh, to be the person that God wants you to be. Uh, And and church uh, is over on Sunday night. Uh, and, And you walk out into the foyer and you get your little smartphone out uh, and you start scrolling through Facebook uh, and Instagram And your good friends that go to another kind of church uh, that's supposed to be of the same faith, amen. <laughs> yeah, uh, they didn't have church that Sunday night. Uh, in fact, they're posting about the movie that they went to see. Uh, and all of a sudden, you look in, uh, you're looking, and you and the the borders uh, aren't making sense anymore. Uh, and, and, and now uh, uh, the. It'll get better if you just stay with me. I promise. And so uh, we're living in a generation uh, that is unafraid to rearrange the borders. And I have watched for the cocks uh, as this has happened in my generation, uh, and now in the generation behind me, uh, is there is no fear of God. You see, I snuck to the movies uh, and God didn't strike me dead. uh, So they've been lying to me all this time. Well, my dad and I decided we were going to go to the ball game. uh, And when we got there, I waited for God to strike uh, and God never did. And so if God didn't strike me in the stands, uh, He won't strike me on the field. Uh, And so I'll go from the stands to the field. uh, And now all of a sudden, uh, everything is shifting uh, and everything is changing. uh, And it's taking on. I know this ain't popular, amen. uh, But I'm telling you in the Holy Ghost uh, that the form and the shape uh, of the church uh, is being rearranged. Now, this is where I want to preach to our young people tonight because there be some that trouble you. Uh huh. And there seems to go, there's enough preachers and pastors here. If I get out of line, you can straighten me out. But there seems to go along with this that spirit that comes from the serpent, and it's a little arrogance. A little arrogance. That says, see, uh, we can do these things. We can touch the border. uh, And we can rearrange the walls uh, and lessen them down a little bit. Uh, But what happens when you do that uh, is you don't just get out. uh, But the enemy uh, and the aliens uh, and the illegals uh, get in. And all of a sudden now, instead of just being in a safe place, now you're in an open place where anything can come and anything can go. And you're wide open for every kind of spirit and every kind of delusion and every kind of confusion. Man. and so we watched uh, as the borders have been changed uh, and we watched uh, as Eve touched the border uh, and nothing happened uh, and ate the fruit uh, and really uh, it didn't happen quite like God said uh, it would happen uh, and so now we have young people uh, that are trying to live for God uh, and everywhere they turn uh, other young people are saying why are you still doing that uh, why are your pre- preachers still preaching that uh, Why your parents won't let you go here And won't let you do that And it leads one thing to another It might start with a little Hollywood And a little game here and a little game there But before long it's going to get in the hair And before long it's going to get in the dress And before long it's going to get in the actions And before long nothing's going to have shape Nothing's going to have form And everything will be okay Hallelujah! And so the borders uh, have been erased, uh, and the walls uh, have started coming down, uh, and 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 they they, they flaunted. I'm not talking about people; it's a spirit that's behind it. Uh, that, that and I, I don't want to come across hard and ugly tonight, but there is a burning passion in my spirit uh, that wants to stand uh, on the mountain top uh, and lift my voice uh, and say, "Wait a minute! He didn't just." build a a field, but he went into that field, and he put a foundation, and when he put the foundation, he started building walls, and a safe place called the church. And so you're being agitated, you're being stirred up, because you're watching As Samson is born, and he is told, here are the boundaries, and here are the walls. Don't drink anything of the vine. Don't eat anything of the vine. Don't touch any dead thing. You know the story. And yet, where do you find him? You find him trespassing the borders. He didn't drink the wine. He didn't eat the grapes. He just went through the vineyard. And technically, he didn't touch the dead lion. He just reached in and took out the honeycomb. So technically, we're not sinning. We're not violating anything. But what you don't understand is when you start erasing the borders. That's the safe zone. But when you erase the borders and you take the walls down, it won't be long until you're where you're not supposed to be. And you're doing what you're not supposed to do. And you're involved in things that you're not supposed to be involved in. And I'm preaching to young people tonight who are watching Friends doing things that you're not allowed to do and they're still going to church and God hadn't struck them dead and it looks like life's great and everything's wonderful but I've come to preach to you tonight what I personally feel like is a mandate from God I'm preaching it to our church and I want to preach it to our young people tonight a mandate from God that says there's going to be a revival of the border country and the wall Uh, cities Uh, oh they say uh, you can't grow like that Uh, you'll never have a crowd like that Uh, your youth group will never have fun Uh, you'll always be small uh, and it'll never be anything great Uh, but the Holy Ghost uh, has sent me into this house uh, to preach into your spirit Uh, there's a revival uh, of the border country uh, and there's a revival uh, of the walled cities Uh, God is going to vindicate His glory. I'm not picking a fight. I'm really not. I'm not trying to be ugly and agitatious. I'm just telling you I feel an unction and an urgency of the Holy Ghost to declare every chance that I get. Come on, young people. Don't you walk into a youth rally with your head down because you're from a church that still has borders and still has walls. You walk in with your head up. You walk in with your hands in the air. You walk in with a confidence not in yourself and not prideful, but you walk in with the confidence of the Holy Ghost that says, My God will honor the border country and the walled cities. Amen. That's why the wise man said, Remove not. The ancient landmarks. Why don't you remove the ancient landmarks? Because these landmarks were border markings. And if you move them, you change Judah's possession and Benjamin's. And now you get the line off. And Judah don't know where he belongs. And Benjamin's not sure where he belongs. So when the man of God sets the border, you just leave it. Because when you start shifting it, you never know where to really stop it. Amen. Yeah, uh, and so, uh, you know, uh, our forefathers, they lived in a different day. They, they uh, you know, they didn't have... Uh, and what's amazing to me, young people, and I know most of you know this, but if you don't, I want to tell you, the things that we stand for uh, did not just show up last week. They have been a part of us uh, for centuries uh, as men prayed and fasted and sought God and conferred together and did the same thing that they did in the book of Acts when they said, this seemeth good to us and the Holy Ghost that before Hollywood was ever anything like it is today, we're going to put a boundary that says we shouldn't go there. And here we come in our intelligence and in our pride and say it's worse than it's ever been. There's uh, immorality. There's uh, anti-God. There's homosexuality. Everything the Bible takes a stand against uh, is coming across Hollywood, whether it's an original TV set or your iPhone. Uh, it's still the same garbage. Uh, why in the world uh, do we want to erase the boundary now uh, when we need the safety more than we ha- What are you saying? I'm saying, young man, uh, young lady, don't you put pressure on your pastor because the church down the street's youth group is having movie night uh, and you're not getting uh, too... Uh, Go to your pastor and say thank you for the border country. Uh, I am committed uh, to the revival uh, of the border country. Hallelujah. Why in the world when men prayed and fasted? and said this is modesty and this is godliness and here's the border country and, and we're not going to go there and do that and participate in that and back uh, when competitive sports uh, uh, wasn't much more than just a few guys playing around uh, and having a good time I'm talking about years uh, ago, centuries ago uh, and godly men said uh, you know what, uh, we, we ought to build a border uh, we're seeing a little ways down the road uh, and we ought to just put a border right here uh, Uh, that says that's an area we ought to stay away from. Uh, And here we are, uh, generations later, kind of mocking and laughing uh, like they didn't really know what they were talking about. Uh, And it's better today than it's ever been. Uh, And so we move uh, the markings uh, and we say, Youth group, uh, we're going tonight uh, to the ball game uh, and we're going to go together. Well, I know I'm all kind of trouble right now. That's all right. When apostolic people post on social media And say this is my first ball game If I'd have known what I was missing I'd have been here a long time ago Something inside of me grieves Because I see the church taking on a new shape But I didn't come just to be negative tonight. I've come to tell you There's a revival of the border country There's a revival of the world city I believe there's a revival in this generation. The young people I'm talking to and preaching to. That when your young people backslide in your youth group. uh, And they start poking fun at what your pastor preaches. uh, And they start belittling who you are. uh, And the old fashioned. uh, It's a compliment. uh, When they'll say this is like an old fashioned Pentecostal church. uh, I say thank God. Amen. Yeah, but I'm telling you, uh, don't you give an inch. Uh, you say these are the borders, uh, these are the walls, uh, and our youth group's going to have revival. Uh, and our church is going to have revival. Uh, and it's going to be Holy Ghost anointed uh, and Holy Ghost inspired. Uh, and I'm going to be right in the middle of it. Uh, I'm going to be dancing. Uh, I'm going to be shouting. Uh, I'm going to be worshiping. Uh, I'm going to be committed. Uh, I'm going to be living it uh, because I believe in the revival of the border country. And the walled cities. Let me hasten on here. Amen. You're going to be seated for a moment. I promise not to be much longer. He said that I'm going to restore the border. I believe this is not a negative season, Brother Cox. This is a season. Now, I don't know how far to go with this. I'm not at home and how, how much to preach this like I would preach it at home. But I'm just going to tell you, we are in a season in the apostolic movement. I, I'm going to get in all kind of trouble right now. But there are, there are going to be people that wake up. And something's going to click. This ain't the place I got the Holy Ghost. This ain't the kind of Pentecost that saved my marriage. This ain't the kind of Pentecost that brought my son out of the drug culture. And something's going to snap. And they're going to look up. And you know what they're going to look for? The city. They're going to look for the walled city. They're going to say, honey, I don't know where we're going to go, but we got to find a walled city. We've got to find a border country. Because that's what saved us. And that's where we stayed safe. And guess what? There's going to be a revival of the... I'm preaching to you in the Holy Ghost, uh, apostolic, don't you get weary. There's a revival uh, of the border country uh, and the walled city. I asked our church the other night I said pray for pastor because God's opened a few doors and everywhere I go if God will let me I'm going to lift my voice and say uh, praise God I've got a mandate from heaven uh, that when people finally wake up and realize uh, that they've been cunningly uh, subtly pulled out of the border country uh, amen. you know what happened when the Philistines uh, when Jonathan went up to the garrison of the Philistines uh, with his armor bear, the Bible says that when the Israel who had joined the Philistines and those who had ran to the caves saw that there was victory in Israel. They came out of the caves. They Did you know there were Israelites that had went over to the Philistines during that era and were living with the Philistines because they didn't want to be part of Israel because they were under oppression. But when they saw that Israel had held on and Jonathan had said, we're going to have a revival of the border country uh, and the walled cities. Uh, they said, we're not living in Philistia anymore. We're coming out of here and we're going home. Uh, back to where we came. Uh, back to where we belong. Uh, back to the border country and the walled city. He said, I'm going to restore the border country. The border And your walls will be called salvation. Quit looking at your walls like it's keeping you from something. Did you know heaven's gonna be a walled city? It's not gonna be free range. The city coming down out of God's gonna be a walled city. Yeah, man. Uh, there's a whole theology in the Bible about cities uh, And Cain was the first man that violated it He built the city to get away from God He didn't understand this is about building God's city And Abraham was the first man that got it uh, And he said I'm not looking for a man's city I'm looking for a city whose builder and maker is God uh, I'm not looking for a place to hide from God uh, I'm looking for a place uh, to be safe with God I want to help a young man tonight and I want to tell you quit looking at the wall your pastors put up uh, and said I don't think it's a good idea for you to play high school sports uh, and quit kicking against that wall and saying I wish he would move it Uh, just say thank God he's saving me Uh, thank God there's something in my future if you read the sports page uh, and want to be like those guys you need to pray through I'm not trying to be ugly. I'm just telling you, you don't need 15 illegitimate kids. You don't need an addiction. You don't need art all over your body. What you need is to be safe in the city of God. Come on. Oh, you've got something greater. You are more valuable to God than a trophy piece of the world. Young lady, quit looking at that wall he's built that said you don't need to date that boy. You don't need to go there. You don't need to be in that. You don't need to trim your hair. You don't need to dress like that. Quit kicking against the wall and be a part of the revival of the border country. And the wall it is your salvation. It's not keeping you from anything. It's keeping what's out there from destroying you. letting the wall down but we have less power we're letting the wall down but we have less anointing we're erasing the borders uh, and we're having less church Uh, I pray God give us a revival of the border country and the walled cities and young people why am I preaching this at a youth rally because you're the generation you're the generation that's going to come up and God's going to anoint some young men and some young ladies. He said, And thy gates will be praise. The only way in and out of this city is praise. What opens wide to the walled city are the gates. And and all parts of my message have been touched on tonight. He touched on the beginning. He said, the Lord inhabit the praises of his people Israel. So what happens? Here's the walled city. And he wants to come in. How do you let him in? How does he get into the walled city? You got to swing open the gates. So don't you wait on grandma to worship and get him in come on I want to preach to the young people when you get home Sunday whatever you're doing right now you ought to do it there and if you're not worshiping right now I hope you'll worship when you get home because you are the entrance into the safety place of God's people when you begin to worship God begins to come in to the walled city and you know the other part of that when God shows up there's miracles there's power there's deliverance I'm preaching about the revival of the border country and the walled cities. Stand with me tonight. And I know that I'm preaching to churches that are well represented tonight, but I also know the world and society that we're living in. And I know how intimidation works. And I know... I know what it's like. And, and I don't want to get too much on this, but the Bible says in Genesis chapter 2, verse 24 and 25, it says that Adam and Eve were naked and they were not ashamed. And the connotation is, in the Bible, between verse 25 of chapter 2 and verse 1 of chapter 3, you, there is no break. It, it was one writing. It is, uh, the writer Moses is using a play on words when he immediately says, and the serpent was more cunning than any beast of So just for the cocks, as unashamed as Adam and Eve were in their purity, the serpent was unashamed in his cunningness. And the enemy, now, the enemy loves. He's just, as you say, I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ. And he's not ashamed to deceive you. And while you're worshiping, he'll slip up. Ain't this crazy? You believe you're acting like an idiot? Can you believe that your preacher won't let you do this? And won't let you do. This? Just as unashamed as you are in your purity, he is unashamed to try to connive. And you get intimidated and you get afraid and you get to thinking, my Lord, we're the only ones. We are in." this and nobody, everybody else is getting to do all this and we are boxed into this little corner. I've come to preach to you tonight. You are not boxed in a corner. You have been set free uh, and you have been put uh, into the safe house Uh, and I tell you what ought to happen before you leave this place tonight. I don't know if it's in a shout. I don't know if it's getting drunk in the Holy Ghost uh, but somehow you need to let the spirit of the world know and you need to let God know I I'm staying in the city and I'm going to be a part of the revival of the border country and the walled city. I wish I had a young man that would get out of his pew and run to this altar and say, God, I'm in it. God, I'm committed to it. I wish I had a young lady that would get out of your pew and come to this altar and say, God, I'm in it. I'm committed to it. I want to be a part of the revival of the border country and the walled city. I'm going to use my voice. I'm going to use my hands to swing open the gate. Not to run out! But that others might get in. And others might find safety. Their parents are split up. Their world is chaotic. Three years ago this week, Three years ago this week, Whitney Houston was found face down in a bathtub in a hotel. Tonight, her 21-year-old daughter is dying after being found face down drowning in a bathtub. After Whitney Houston died, my wife and I just got interested in her life and got to reading about it. We found a place where she had given an interview about her life. It was after early 2000's after she had come out of dr- drug rehab the first time. She was asked if you could do it all over what would you do? She said I would still be an unknown voice in my church choir singing unto the Lord. And I would never leave it. And I know Britney Spears is old hat now, but when she was chaotic and acting like a fool, a psychologist was asked, watching her demeanor, what would you say about her? And he said, it's like a little girl screaming, Mommy, if you'll let me, I want to come home to normality again and you want to say uh, man uh, we we're, we're so uh we, we don't have nothing to do and we we are so i'm telling you by the th- thousands. If they could trade places with you right now, they'd be in this church in Abbeville, Louisiana feeling what you feel. Experience what you experience. I'm not going to erase the border. I'm not going to pull the wall down. In fact, I'm going to get in the middle of it and lift my voice. If you want to find safety, I can tell you where a safe place is. If you want truth, find borders. There's a place. Come on, every young person. I want you to lift your hands right now. They're going to sing and they're going to worship. Uh, Leave the lights on if you would please. Uh, I want them to sing. Uh, I want them to worship. Uh, I want them to lift their voice right now. The Holy Ghost uh, is about to sweep through this house uh, and some young men that have been struggling uh, and some young ladies uh, that have been struggling. Uh, All of a sudden they're going to feel something uh, that says come on. uh, God's going to use you in your high school. God's going to use you with wayward young people that's left your youth group. Uh, God's going to anoint you for the revival of the border country. Come on, youth pastors. uh, Start laying hands on these young people. Uh, Come on, youth pastor wives. Start helping us pray. Uh, Pastors, help us if you will. Uh, Let's believe God. Uh, There's a revival of the border country uh, and the walled city.